0: We're continuing in Mishnah Chabad, page 86 in the publication. very important point he's going to be bringing now. We're talking about these primal intentions, these primal structures of form of intention of where the Creator was, so to speak, preparing within Himself all that He was going to then later create like this one dazzlingly enormous and complex checklist of everything that would play out later this was being prepared within the endless will of the Creator to set compared to his absolute boundless power to set a limited intention for a certain universe Helen <laughs> now like this now he's hinting to something he doesn't at least at this point in the book really spell it out but he's saying like this there's something fascinating in the behavior of letters there's something fascinating in the behavior of letters like that we can look at it like this and right now i'm just quoting from my familiarity with other Chabad sources, particularly from the Tzemach Sadeq. And it's brought in in those places that, also from the Alter Rebbe of Chabad, but they're saying, let's look at the fascinating fact that When a person is speaking and communicating, there's absolutely no need to pause and think about how to articulate certain letter sounds. We don't need to wake up and practice saying our A's, our B's, and our C's, like make sure that we remember how to articulate our mouth so that we can form the C sound or the D sound or the F sound or whatever it is this is uh, something that's extremely automatic. And they say, well, that, that's pretty interesting. you know. And when you think about the tremendously complex movements that we are moving our mouths all the time in the shape of these different letters to express these letters, it's pretty complex stuff. How is it that we do such complex actions so easily, so swiftly, like no problem? Versus, you know, if somebody were to try to get really good at swinging a baseball bat um, or whatever. uh, I mean, a person trains themselves to type very quickly and all of a sudden, you know, a person is typing fluently. I mean, very complex movements on the keyboard. How does that work? That all of a sudden it's effortless after a little bit of practice. Um, But, you know, versus... Uh, a painter, or a, or a sculptor, or <clears throat> a calligrapher, you know, there's, there's still, even with an expert, often a lot of thinking involved, like, make sure that they do the movements right. But, but why is it? Why should it be that? Let's, like, focus back in on speaking. Why should it be so easy to articulate the different letter sounds with our mouth? so fast you know our mouths are just when we're talking we're just blazing through making these different movements with our mouth and we're not thinking about it at all we're just easily speaking and so with this meditation we're thinking about how in a very deep place even though it's the fact that on the one hand the idea of the letters that we are speaking to form words and meanings are at the bottom of the chain of expression of meaning, which means to say that, on, on in one aspect, the letters are the vehicle, the the, sub, um, the subservient force. That is the vehicle, as is described in the writings, like the horse that carries the rider of the meaning that is being expressed, like the thought content is riding on the horse of the letters. The letters are merely serving to express uh, a thought, an idea, such that the expression and the inner content of the thought or the idea, that's the main thing that we care about is expressing the idea and the spoken language, the letters, they're just mere subservient vehicles to carry forth the expression of that meaning and idea. But on the other hand, there's a very deep place, say these Rebbis, that actually there's a place where the concept of the letters is yet on top of the whole process also. Meaning to say that while there's an idea of the lower letters at the bottom of the chain of expression, That they are those vehicles at the bottom of the experience that are subservient to and just a mere vehicle for expressing meaning, expressing a concept and idea. But on the other hand, it flips around and comes full circle, and there's an idea that at the top of this expression, even higher than the expressed idea, is the, you know, almost ironically high upper aspect of letters which are much loftier and higher than even the content of meaning expressed and the proof that that they bring these rebbe's that ultimately even higher than the idea that is the particular idea that is being expressed even higher than that particular idea we reach even farther back even higher than that particular idea we all of a sudden find that guess what's at the top of this chain is also letters it looked like letters was at the bottom of the chain of expression but actually when we go deeper and deeper beyond the height of the idea into the deepest recesses of the origin of expression we come back to letters themselves which is very amazing and deep concept almost ironic what does it mean what it means is that When a person is trying to express an idea or express something in the world, there is, even deeper than that particular thing they want to express, is the desire for wanting to express that item. Like, why do you want to express this idea? Why do you want to express this thing? Why are you interested in the things you're interested in? What are these internal drives, these internal forms of energy which are driving a person to express himself in this way or that way to choose this career to say this thing right now to go here to go there from where are the ideas coming from that oh i want to express this idea in speech or in the way that i live and the and the answer is that those motivations coming from a hidden place that are like installed into us just this is who I am. I can't explain why these are the things that I want. I can't explain why these are the contours of what I want and that these are the contours of energy, of, of internal motivation and desire from, from which from that place is bubbling forth. Oh, I want to express this idea in speech or in the way I live my life. Those are called the upper letters and in a very deep place related to what we just spoke about last time just as in the sense that we said that everything that is unfolding in the creative history is only just drawing forth what the creator already desired the contours of what the creator already desired from within the carving out of a certain contour within his ineffable will of endless power so to speak that he was so to speak setting up this enormous checklist of everything he wanted to do and we said that we can't question why was this the checklist why was this why were these the desired parameters of the universe why were these the desired parameters of all the constructive elements of the universe which we said wasn't just oh he would be the scientific and metaphysical structures of the universe but this was really the the uh arranging within the will of the creator for every event that would ever flow out such that the real structure of this universe is all of the moments and events and scenarios that would ever play out that we said we can't ask why this was the universe the creator chose and wanted we simply just say this is what he wanted as the best so too it's the same with us the fact that each person has an inexplicable formatting within himself of hey this is just what I want I can't tell you that this is why that I want these things I can't tell you why I'm into this thing I just am leave me alone right it's it's just like you can't question it you know why does a person want to be good why does a person want to learn Torah why does a person want to travel why does a person want to make music the answer is I don't know it's just who I am it's so like, I was born this way. And that's exactly correct. And you know why? You know the deep reason why? Is because the deepest nature of who a person is, which is what they want, which is something they didn't choose. As King David says in Psalm 139, Hashem, you acquired my motivations. You created me. You, you programmed me to want these things. It's beyond me, and I I can't escape what I want. I can't escape what I'm interested in. I can't escape what I'm passionate about. It's just the very skeleton of my being. The reason that's the case is because that aspect of ourselves, which is just, I like these things and I want these things because I want them, because I was designed that way that aspect of ourselves listen very carefully that aspect of ourselves is that way because it is ultimately linked up with the same level of the creator which wanted the universe the way he wanted it just because that's the way he knew was best just because that's the way he wanted it and there's there's no questioning it in other words there's a merging it's so amazing but there's a merging between the very very deepest core of who we are which is the contours of what we want and there's no way around it, there's a merging of that concept within ourselves with those extremely deep contours of the universe itself, which is that the Creator just wanted this to happen. He wanted all these moments to unfold. That that desire itself would be the constituent underpinnings of the entire universe, such that, again, just as with a person, we say ultimately the entire unfolding of a person's life is that he has this unescapable drive to express certain things coming from the fact that this is just beyond me, this is just how I was designed, and I can't escape it. And my whole life is flowing out from the perspective of my my quest to express those things I want to express and my challenge in overcoming myself to express those things. So too, the whole universe is also similarly, completely bound up within the process of expressing what it was always destined to express based on so to speak the inner desire of what wanted to be expressed in the universe itself so then we're circling back now to think what what does this have to do, Nakama, so what does this tell us then about that phenomenon that while on the one hand the letters of speech are those subservient like horses or vehicles which are carrying expression yet on the other hand Yet, on the other hand, somehow they seem to be those ultimately upper forces which are driving expression. Proof is that we can effortlessly articulate letters and sounds such that the articulation of the different letters and words would seem to be actually now above the thinking process driving the thinking process why because they say the rabbis they are what are driving thought to express them in other words what's at the bottom and what's at the top if the if the goal is to express the word Hashem right the word for God Hashem so on the one hand it seems the letters are the subservient forces like they are just a vehicle to express the concept of Hashem. On the other hand, though, since a person doesn't have to think once they basically know how to talk, oh, how do I say the word Hashem? I just do it. Well, then, from that perspective, it's the letters, which are coming from the place higher than thought, which are saying, hey, thought, say these letters, such that thought is is automatically doing the bidding of the will, and that the bidding of the will is to say these letters. Such that now, all of a sudden, the bidding of the will is the letters themselves. What I'm exp- what I'm expressing to you now is something very, very deep. But what, what it's coming to say is that there's a merging of the top and the bottom level, where the inner core of the expression of what is desired to be expressed. This is what is driving thought, which is then articulating letters out in the lower level of articulated speech, which is basically coming to say that there is a coming full circle of the inner desire of what I want to express, which is the inner forms of my carved out desire of what I would ever want to say or express out into the world, the forms of my expression out into the world, those are my inner supernal letters. Those are the inner... That's the inner genetic code of what I would ever want to do. And we, it's, a, it's a code. Like, this is a hint, right? The fact that all expression of a body is coming from a genetic code which is the idea of letters, the idea of formatted letters, such that the entire will of what this person is gonna be, the will of the creator for what that person is gonna be is encapsulated in the idea of letters. So again, we say, okay, let's look at the genetic code. The genetic code is like, it's a code for, This is what the creator wanted the person to look like in all stages of his being. In totality, it's summarized in his genetic code. It's code. It's letters. Ah, letters. I thought those things were the lowest thing. No, they're also the highest thing. Because they're completely dominating the entire body system of this person coming from the genetic code. Okay, that's letters on the top. That's letters on the inside. The idea of letters on the outside at the bottom of the chain is, so to speak, the body itself, because the body itself is representing the idea of letters of expression in that it's the expression of the, of the genetic code. But see, the genetic code is the idea of letters on the deepest inside and on the deepest inner elevated portion of the root of the body that's letters at the supernal beginning letters at the supernal end is the unfolding of that genetic code and saying ah here's the body so there's letters at the beginning of the chain and letters at the end of the chain the concept in the middle the light which is the energy and the spirituality that is taking the genetic code and unfolding it and unpacking it into the body that is growing and developing all the time That is the image of light in between so okay and that also again in the analogy of expression we say that the desire to speak and what i want to say is like the inner genetic code of what i would ever even want to say want to express which is in the form of letters just like a genetic code these are called in kabbalistic terminology the most supernal energies of creation there's a hint to this by the way listen to this now this is very this is very fascinating there's a hint to this idea of a genetic code and a most supreme level of letters at the top of a chain which is driving the process that even though the lowest end of a chain of a process is coming out in the idea of letters as the lower subservient vehicles of expression at the bottom yet all of that is being rooted paradoxically Uh, uh, ineffably in the most upper supreme concept of letters at the top of a chain like a genetic code what's the hint to this? that the word for yihit or the word for and God said let there be light yihit or let there be light the the numerical value of yihit or is 231 231 is a special number because if you took the 22 Hebrew letters and you drew lines setting up all the different possible pairings of the different letters of the Hebrew alphabet, there would be 231 unique possible pairs. These are called the Rala Sharim the 231 unique pairs. That number 231 is the same numerical value of let there be light, which is to say that the deepest light of creation is ultimately coming from the Hebrew letters, which means the deepest light of creation is coming from the aspect of, as we said, that the creator was carving out within his, within his internal desire, the, f- the, the contour, the form, the, 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 the essential picture of everything he would want to express later, like a genetic code for the universe, a code of desire in the form and the concept of letters. As we said, that letters comes from the same etymology as to approach or to express. This, the contours of my desired approach to the world. Again, like a person wants to go do a basic task. I wanna go buy groceries. I wanna go mend a relationship. I want, to, um, I want to make more money. So a person then is formatting within their desire Okay, how am I going to do that? But really what we're saying is the fact that you were even formatting that desire. I want to go to the store. I want to heal this relationship. I want to make more money, etc., etc. I want to learn more. Those desires were actually already formatted before you even had those thoughts in the genetic core of what your soul desires and your your soul's genetic core of what it already wants in your spiritual in your spiritual genetic code of your desires those are your supernal letters that's where your desires were already chosen for you by the creator in the same aspect that the desire for the unfolding of the universe was already chosen by the creator before he even got started part and parcel of that is that your desires were already chosen for you such that when you're planning to go to the grocery store and you're starting to think that out in the language of thought, okay, what am I going to do? When you start thinking, how am I going to mend that relationship? Or how am I going to learn more Torah? The desires for those projects which would later come up in your life were already selected for you and are part and parcel of the genetics of creation itself. And so all this is to explain what the rabbi here, Rabbi Miller, is really saying here because he's quoting from different Chabad sources that I happen to be familiar with. And that's why he's saying now that this is why ultimately the concept of letters, of the ultimate essence of vessel, boundary, is higher than the light of creation itself. Again, we said that the word yehi or let there be light is coming from the same numerical value of the 231 letter pairs which is to say that the light of creation is only coming to express the letters that even though on the other hand we look at the world and at that we talk about lower levels the idea of vessels the idea of limitations the idea of boundaries of bounded expressions the idea of letters is at the lowest level of the chain like here's a dog over there he's here's some grass over there here's a road over here like a physical item this is the concept of letters in the same way that letters take thought which is diffuse mysterious light uh, spiritual compared to crystallized you know, degraded speech, where speech is degraded compared to thought. So that's true that on the one hand, the idea of letters and bounded speech is creating a boundary, a thickening, a limitation on the light of thought, where thought is like more of the level of light, where it's otherworldly and transcendent compared to the world. Yet, the truth is that that light of thought is actually rooted and source in something even deeper than it which we come full circle coming back to the idea of supernal letters for all the reasons that we've been saying over and over another reason he's saying here is as he's going to explain so i'll read it out and then we'll stop here playing that air that here's another extremely important point. We all know, we've heard maybe once in our lives that in order for Hashem to create the world, there was this simsum. There was this retraction of His expression of boundless light so that, um, He, you know, though He wouldn't just create the world with His infinite power, but He would create the world with bounded power so that we could experience every day, every moment, like not just endless power, but, No, like the power to create this bed the power to create my body the power to create my brain and that i should be stuck in time and space but here he's saying this this simsum isn't what we think it is here's actually the technical definition of the simsum really there's many many simsum there's many many acts of constriction but the fact is so far, now we've actually we're, we've discussed one type of Simpson, and we're about to discuss another. The first type of Simpson that we talked about was that Simpson within the endless will of the Creator Himself, that He so to speak placed a limitation on His endless ability and His endless power to to make literally anything ever. And said, no, I'm going to place a limitation on my endless power to say these parameters and these parameters alone are going to be the parameters of the universe that I'm going to express, which is the universe we are experiencing. That the universe that we are experiencing is simply a play out of those certain parameters. Nothing more, nothing less. That was already the first symptom, so to speak, within the power of the creator. Obviously, all of his other powers didn't go anywhere. It's just that he placed a limitation on himself as far as, this is how I would like to express in this universe. That was already a simsum. The second simsum now, and this is a very important point to key into, what the second simsum was, he says, was... Um... Lo Tsimsum. simsum. Once those inner supernal letters, those carved-out contours of desire, so to speak, within the ineffable will of the Creator, were carved forth and selected as the parameters of our universe, they themselves never got affected again by its simsum. their light, the intensity of their light, was never dimmed. In other words, the contours of desire of the Creator never ever got diminished. The same way that a person, no matter what he goes through, no matter what, how many obstacles life throws in front of him, the core of his burning desire is untouched. It will never, ever go away because it's what constitutes that person in the deepest recess of, recesses of his soul. That genetic code of what he wants, what he always will want, and what he will never stop pursuing until he lives out all of his lifetimes, there will never be a limitation put on those contours of desire, ever. So too, in the upper realm where the creator was, so to speak, preparing within himself in the Resharmanuta Harmanuta Damalka where the creator was selecting the contours of what he would want, those contours never underwent a symptom. No, no amount of concealment touched that level. What does that mean? And we're really wrapping it up here. One second. This is telling us now something so tremendous that ultimately this is what we've been saying for about 30 minutes at this one point the true aspect of letters the true aspect of the contours of an expression of desire is higher than light itself light meaning the expression of the genetic code of desire the expression of the genetic code of a body it's light expression, effusion of a genetic essential core, that's what undergoes the tzimtzum. This is what undergoes the primary constriction of withholding power. But the inner core of the genetic constituents of the desire for this body, the desire for this universe, the desire for the life I want to live, that inner core of... The form and contours of what I desire, what Hashem desires for this world, is never ever touched, says the Rav here, by the tzimtzum. The inner core of the contours of what will play out, what will unfold, is untouched by any concealment. What does get affected by the concealment when we talk about classically the tzimtzum, that way that God was holding back his power and not just rushing into this universe but holding himself back is in the way that he doesn't immediately express so to speak the genetic code of his desire for the universe but that, that plan, that unfolding plan the expression of it gets held back the expression of it Gets slowed down, dimmed with barriers and blockages intentionally placed on its unfolding expression. But the inner core of what's driving the expression itself, the inner driving genetic core, is untouched by any concealment, only its expression. In the way that in a person's genetic code is the potential, theoretically, maybe even scientifically. To express all of the, all of what it could express in the developing body of a person all at once. Like we can imagine, at least hypothetically, theoretically, and maybe this is true scientifically, that from a person's genetic code, it could express him all at once, living from a one year old to a 120 year old all at once, maybe, maybe. And probably uh, genetic code you know there is some potential that it could it could iterate a person that would live forever so what's the Tsimsum? what's the concealment the concealment is that there is a concealment place on the genetic code that no it will only express a little bit at a time and eventually it will express an organism that dies that's the Tsimsum. the genetic code itself is untouched by by an idea of concealment and Simsum. what does get affected by Tsimsum? what does get affected by concealment is the expression the radiation coming from that inner genetic core that its expression is slowed down its expression there are blocks placed on its expression but it itself remains always intact so we'll stop here god willing we should think deeply about this Amen.